The views expressed herein reflect the views of the Whistler Agency as of the date of publication. These views may change as conditions change. The views expressed herein are not intended and should not be construed as investment advice, and they do not address any individual's specific situation. Welcome to Whistler While You Retire with Tim Whistler from the Whistler Agency. Here you will learn how Tim helps clients avoid taking unnecessary risks in retirement. With a fiduciary responsibility, Tim's mission is to help retirees and soon-to-be retirees create a greater sense of confidence about their retirement plan. Now, on to the show. One of the largest sources of income for many retirees is Social Security. All of the years of paying into Social Security will now provide you with the opportunity to draw monthly income for your life in retirement. But unlike the simplicity of withdrawing funds from a savings account or an IRA, electing Social Security benefits can be more complex because of the number of variances within the system. It is certainly a wise decision to take the time and explore the options available in order to give yourself the opportunity to maximize your benefit. My guest joining me today is here to help you have a better understanding of how to optimize your benefits. She worked as a technical expert for the Social Security Administration for 37 years. While there, she helped scores of people as they experienced life-changing events, such as retirement, facing a disability, or the loss of a loved one. Although challenging many times, she enjoyed her fulfilling career as she has the heart of a servant and enjoys helping people. Today, she is a certified senior advisor and works with the team at Living by Your Design in Peoria, Illinois. I'd like to introduce you to Beth Engel. Welcome, Beth. Thank you for joining me today. Thank you, Tim. I'm happy to be here. And I really hope that our conversation today, that we can kind of clear up some of the unknowns for some of your listeners and help them understand that there is a lot to Social Security, so it's not something to take lightly. Absolutely. No, I appreciate that comment. That's exactly what we're here to do. You know, Beth and I have had many conversations over the few years now that we've known each other, and she has just an incredible amount of knowledge and, and sincerely enjoys sharing what she knows to help others. So as you can imagine, I'm very excited to have Beth with me here as my guest on the podcast. So As we start this first episode, it truly is our intention to share the basics with you. It is such a complex system. It's made up of so many moving parts, and we're here to help you make an informed and educated decision as to the ideal time in which to maximize your benefits. So Beth, let's kind of start off based upon the conversation we had before we went live. Many people are now aware that they're not receiving their social security statement like they did in the years past. So what's the first thing they should do to kind of help them get themselves lined up with understanding their options with Social Security? Well, what they need to understand is even though Social Security is not regularly sending out benefit verification or benefit estimate statements, they have that information at their fingertips. All they have to do is go online to socialsecurity.gov, go down about halfway, three quarters of the way down, and on the left is a link to my Social Security, which is a way to sign up for a Social Security account. It allows you to access your own information. It'll show your work history. It will give you your benefit amount at various stages, starting with age 62. And it's also a way of looking at your earnings, making sure that everything is correct. There's no missing years. 
That's really important. You need to take a close look at that. If you have any areas where you're questioning whether or not those earnings are correct or there might be a missing year, you should immediately contact Social Security for information about correcting your earnings statement. And as also, besides being able to access your wage information, they you can request a new Social Security card if you need to, which is something that through technology you can now do online. Before you used to have to go into the office, present identification and so on. Mm-hmm. You can also, if once you're receiving Social Security benefits, it's a way for you to update your information with Social Security without having to contact them, go into the office, which as you know, now you can't go into a Social Security office. Everything is done by phone or online. Right, right. Okay. And also there too, when they create their account, they're able to download the PDF of their statement and they can do that pretty much any time. Is that right? That's correct. Okay. And that's real helpful for them to do because you're going to want to take a look at this. You are probably going to want to talk to your financial advisor, financial planner. Mm -hmm. It's just a way of looking at what's available to you at different points in your life after you reach age 62 so that you can make a plan. Right. Absolutely. No, that's great information. I've had a lot of feedback from clients over the years saying really how simple the online account really is. So if you're listening to this and you've not taken the steps yet that Beth just shared with you, by all means, sit down with your favorite drink, you know, a cup of coffee, whatever the case may be, get online, open up your account and look exactly into the online resource that Social Security provides to you. And I also want to add that Social Security has gone to great lengths to making sure that your information is secure. So when you first set up your online Social Security account, they're going to ask you some questions that you are going to think are crazy. (laughs) But you need to keep in mind that they're drawing that information from other sources. And they're using that to verify your identity. So it'll be, Uh it might be information from one of the credit bureaus that it's just information that you should know about yourself that probably nobody else will. And that's how they're able to make that site and your account information extremely secure. Gotcha. There's also additional safety factors to that. Once you start to create your account, they'll ask you if you want secondary verification of that. So whether that be a code sent to your email or your cell phone every time you log in. Yes. Great advice because my previous guest, Kirk Hasty was his name. He's an IT expert. And uh, he talked about that, that two-step authentication factor that a lot of websites now offer. Um, Certainly take advantage of that. So that's great information. So now they are able to go online. They've created their account. They looked at their statement. But this is, again, a foreign language to many people, Beth, as we know. And this is where Mm -hmm. some people tend to make a mistake when they're seeking answers. So when that comes up, so they see their statement, they see what their benefit's going to be at full retirement age, what it can be at 62. What's your advice when they are looking for help, when to try to figure out when is the best time to turn that? It's going to be different for everybody. You want to take into consideration what's my plan for the future? Do I want to continue working? Mm -hmm. Do I have a set age in mind that I want to retire? 
Mm-hmm. I think probably the best advice I could give somebody is start thinking about this about maybe late 50s, age 60, get your facts, get your figures, and then kind of make a plan for what your future looks like. What do you want to do? Do you want to travel? Do you just want to take life easy and make sure that you have plenty of money to live what you perceive as your retirement life? And then as you start thinking about that and figuring out and obviously talking to someone such as yourself, Tim, to help you plan that future and what somebody perceives it as, then kind of decide what is the best time to turn on my social security. Do I want to start drawing it at 62, maybe work part-time, and then just go from there? Mm -hmm. If you start drawing benefits at age 62, you want to remember that you have a limit of how much you can earn. Uh, in 2021, the earnings limit is $18,960. That's gross earnings per year for net self-employment. So okay. that's a big fact. Definitely. Yes, it truly is. Because you brought up a great point, Beth, when you were saying we need to come up with a plan. And that's a pretty common question that for those of us who are constantly engaging in these conversations with prospects about the steps that we should be taking to optimize their benefit is, okay, if, if you're going to retire from your current full-time position at 62 and you're considering electing benefits to complement your retirement, my next question is going to be, well, what are you going to do with your time? Because you brought up a good point because I think a lot of people, Beth, kind of think, okay, I'm done with this full-time position. I'm going to hang out at home for a while. I'm going to go see the grandkids a little while. And all of a sudden, maybe get a little bit bored or maybe that honeydew list it's kind of a two pick mm-hmm. <laughs> and they want to go, you know, or their spouse is like, you know what, maybe you should go find something to do. And, and they decide to go back into the workforce, maybe not full time, but maybe right, they go in right. and maybe to kind of share their expertise. And all of a sudden now they've turned on their benefits and they, not, they don't even realize that there is a limit on what they can earn that earnings limit. So let's say they do that. Let's say they retire from their full-time job they're, They elect benefits at 62 and they want to go out and earn and earn an income, how does that work for them? The first thing they would need to do is if they find a part-time job, once they've decided, hey, I want to return to work, figure out how much they're going to earn. Okay. And you can notify Social Security once you've decided I'm returning to work. I've lived that retirement life for a couple of years, but I need something a little more to keep me occupied. So I'm going to take a job and say, maybe they're going to earn 25000 There's a couple of things that they need to keep in mind. They need to notify Social Security, first of all, that they're going to return to work. Give them an idea as soon as they know how much they're going to earn, how much their earnings could potentially be. And then Social Security, there's a formula that they'll use and they'll determine whether or not they can receive some of their benefits for part of the year put it on hold maybe for three or four months as they work and use up the excess earnings, which I know that's not a term um, not a lot of people would understand. But like I said, there's a formula that Social Security will use. They'll determine how many months they would need to withhold from a person based on the estimate that they're given mm-hmm. and then turn those benefits back on maybe May or June, depending on the estimate. If their earnings are high, 
then they might not be able to receive benefits at all during the year. They'll just be put on hold until, again, they've decided, okay, I'm going back into retirement. I want to start my benefits again. Okay. Well, that's something that Social Security will advise them on, will explain how that all works, excess earnings based on the formula that they use, and they'll give them a picture of what it will look like. Perfect. That's exactly what I was going to ask. I was just going to walk through that scenario again. So with that in mind, as we know, if we, when you as a listener are looking at the social security statement and your full retirement age is determined by the year in which you were born. So your full retirement age, for example, might be 67. Okay. So when you're looking at your statement, it'll show you what your benefits are going to be at 67, your full retirement age, what it'll be Mm -hmm. if you turn it on early at 62 and what it'll be if you delay it at 70. So Beth, if somebody decides to turn on their benefits early prior to their full retirement age, like you said, let's say they draw a couple of years of earnings. They start at 62, they're now 64. And they're like, you know what? I'm going to go back in the workforce. And they contact social security. They follow through the advice you just shared. What happens to their earnings when they decide to turn them back on when they're done working for a year or two, whatever the case may be? Do their earnings benefits change when they turn them back on? It, they do well. They will change simply for the fact that there will have been some cost of living increases between, say, age sixty-four, and if they turn it back on at full retirement age. Okay. But what happens if you elect a reduced benefit and you decide later on that you want to return to work? Mm-hmm. When you're ready to again turn those benefits back on, they will stay reduced. But after you turn full retirement age, Social Security will make an adjustment for those months, year, two years where you did not receive your Social Security benefit because of work. So they'll adjust your reduction factor, which is the figure that or the fraction or whatever that they use to reduce your benefits. They'll make that adjustment, but it won't be done until after you've turned full retirement age. Gotcha. So that's a good point. You need to keep in mind that once you elect a reduced benefit, it's going to stay reduced for the rest of your life. If you return to work and don't receive Social Security benefits for X amount of months, those reduction factors will be adjusted and your benefit will be increased based on the fact that you did not receive benefits for a period of time because of your work. Okay. So again, it's critical. Like you said this earlier, it's very, very critical to think this through, you know, as far as when do we tap into that pot of money, that pension, it's really what it is. You're absolutely right. And I should, would share again as well, when you're looking at full retirement age benefits, once you reach full retirement age, you will receive that full retirement age benefit, and you'll have no work limitations. So if you chose to work once you're full retirement age, you can earn as much as you want, and it will not affect your Social Security benefit. Okay, perfect. Something you said earlier, and I want to make sure that we key in on this. When we are electing benefits and we are working, maybe we're working part-time, like we said, maybe just doing some consulting or they're starting a different job for a different hobby, whatever the case may be, and we're being paid W-2. What other types of income 
could possibly affect our social security benefits. Like for example, if, if they've got rental property, if they have, if they're receiving dividends off of investments, what are those other types of earned income that can impact their social security benefit, if any? So you said it, it's earned income. So earned income is wages or net self-employment. Okay. Rental income, interest, that's all unearned income. Okay. That does not affect social security benefit. Okay. And keeping that because we live in such a rural area, you want to think about farmers. Farmers can receive income in a couple of different ways. They can be farmers themselves where they have farm income that's considered wages. Mm -hmm. But a farmer can also be in a situation where they have farmland, they've stopped farming, and they rent that out, cash rent. Mm-hmm. Cash rent situation, that's unearned income. That's not going to affect Social Security benefits. Okay. So, a farmer's kind of starting to get into his twilight of his career. He's kind of getting burnt out. He sees that he's got this monthly income he can tap into. So, if all of a sudden mm-hmm. he decides it's in his best interest, maybe to elect benefits prior to full retirement age, he could then get out of the tractor himself, but turn around and rent that farm ground out, and that's not going to impact his benefit. Correct. Okay. That's excellent advice. That is really, really good. That is something that I was not aware of, and that's excellent. Mm -hmm. Okay. So we've kind of covered, we talked a little bit about work history. One thing I wanted to kind of key in on that as well, that I know that you and I are aware of this, but I don't know what the average person is. Talk about the work history. When you said at the beginning, grab your statement, review the wages that are disclosed on your statement. Kind of key in on that too, Beth. How do they, how many years do they look at? What do they do with some of the lower earning years? Do they throw anything out or anything like that? Kind of talk about the wages through our work history years. Sure. Social Security bases your benefit on your highest 35 years. Okay. Okay. So you have your earnings history that you're taking a look at and say you've worked for 30 years. Mm -hmm. and you've been able to retire after 30 years, they're still going to look at your highest 35 years. So what does that mean? You've got steady income, steady wages for 30 years, but then five years of no earnings. Those zero years are going to factor in when they figure out your Social Security benefit. Mm -hmm. So that could play, that could factor in, that could make a difference. And along those lines, if you had somebody you worked with side by side, same company, same job, earning similar, you've retired after 30 years, your fellow coworker retired after 35 years, don't compare those benefits because you have five years of zero earnings where they have 35 years of earnings every year. Yep. Even though you may have earned the same amount of money throughout your career, there's going to be a difference. You can't compare your benefit estimates, your amounts to somebody else. Everybody's situation is going to be different. It makes a difference as well as when you turn your benefits on. Right. The age difference. The Social Security benefit is reduced a certain percent for each month prior to full retirement age. So it's very specific information to you. 
Mm-hmm. You don't want to compare it to your brother or your neighbor or anything like that. You really can't. Everybody's situation when it comes to Social Security is different, as well as everybody's earnings are different. Absolutely. And, and to complement that, everybody's goals in, in retirement is, are different as well. So it's so critical. So Absolutely. Okay. Everybody's goals, work history is different. It's unique to you. Right. So as we close this one out, I would like to be able to share your contact information so that people can reach out to you. How do they reach out to you at Living By Your Design? Sure. I can be contacted by calling 309-285-8088. Also, I can be contacted through our website, www.livingbyyourdesign.com. Inc. And that's inc.com. We can take messages through the website as well. We also have just posted our social security consulting information on our website. So that can give you an idea of what we can do and how we can help you. Awesome. So Beth, thank you for taking some time to join me on today's episode. I appreciate you being here. Well, thank you, Tim. I'm happy to help. Thank you. So Beth and I will be recording another episode to continue our discussion about Social Security because, again, today we kind of started with just the basics, introducing you to the statement, how to maybe look at the statement, and more importantly, how to really decipher the information available to you to really come up with a game plan because when we talk next time, we're going to now implement the discussion of spousal benefits. You know, when, when husband and wife venture into retirement together and both have opportunity to access social security benefits. How should that conversation go? And again, what about survivor benefits? If you haven't done so already, be sure to subscribe to the podcast so that you will be informed when new episodes are available. You can contact me at 309-291-0491. You can go to the website, thewhistleragency.com, and you can email me at tim at thewhistleragency.com. And there is still no T in Whistler. So thanks again for stopping by and I look forward to speaking with you again next time. So long for now. Thank you for listening to Whistler While You Retire. Click the subscribe button below to be notified when new episodes become available. The information covered and posted represents the views and opinions of the guest and does not necessarily represent the views or opinions of the Whistler Agency. The content has been made available for informational and educational purposes only. The content is not intended to be a substitute for professional investing advice. Always seek the advice of your financial advisor or other qualified financial service provider with any questions you may have regarding your investment planning. Investment advisory and financial planning services offered through Simplicity Wealth LLC, an SEC-registered investment advisor. Insurance, consulting, and education services offered through the Whistler Agency. The Whistler Agency is a separate and unaffiliated entity from Simplicity Wealth LLC. This information is not endorsed or approved by the Social Security Office or any other government agency.